This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So last week, I started this thing where I highlight my favorite comment on Apple Podcasts. This week, the comment comes from Billy Bob Bro, and he writes, it just fabulously, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Leave your comment for a chance to be read on a future episode of Just a Tip. I'm going to be continuously picking my favorite ones, so go out there and make it funny. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip and you'll be on your way with Megan Batum. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon. I think that every date that I go on isn't a date until it's too late, so that's why I have a friend here to help me help you today. Philip Shabib, Pac-Man, Pac, Philip Shabibaldi. Yep, I think those are those. all of the nicknames I've ever called you. Yeah, and they're all great. And they I all used work. to only call you Shabibaldi. Mm-hmm. Which was my favorite of them. But that then... was when, I think I, tie-dyes and I also, that yeah, we called you. That was you during sh- your like tomboy phase. Well... All of my life has been a tomboy phase. <laughs> one long tomboy phase. <laughs> Wait, what I, I guess I was kind of tom- That was, okay, so backstory. I met Philip on the set of Step Up 4 in mm. Miami. Yeah. And I guess I was a tomboy. Well, that was when horror pants were super in. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. we would wear like combat boots. So you're and saying like, you were just fashion forward that's and that's right. what made you a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And my, well, my hair was very short. It was uh-huh. shaved yes. on one side, yes. red. I think it had a feather extension in it. <laughs> and it, it was did. like it A-line did. bob on one side and I would wear backwards Utah mm-hmm. jazz hats. Yeah, that's actually really specific. <laughs> and that's exactly how I remember you, which makes me think you dress like that every day. I consciously. think I did. Uh, okay. That was a wild time. That was my first job ever like yeah. in the industry. Oh, I know. It was, it was actually... A really special job for a lot of us there. It was really fun. Yeah. Also, Miami is a fun place to be if you're going to just be trapped somewhere with a group of people for three months. Yeah, but yeah. I was living not in the hotel where you guys were living. Yeah. So, well, what? Yeah. You, were, I mean, you were all over the place. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> emotionally. I'm, I'm not geographically. Yeah, geographically. Sure. Yeah, because yeah, my parents were living in Weston, which was like an hour north. So I would drive down to set every day. So I didn't like get to hang out all the time mm, with you guys. True, that's true. But that was, it was a very interesting time. How long ago was that now? When did Step Up 4 come out? Can we? That's what? 2012. Oh. No. Phone a friend. I don't know. I, I think I blocked it out. I don't know. What is oh my it? gosh. I compartmentalized all of it. Yeah. It came out in July of 2012. Oh, I was oh, wow. right. I was right both of the times. But yeah, so six years ago. Crazy. Yeah, wild. And after a quick internet stalk, we found out that you founded the Marvelous Motion Studio at 16. Is yeah, that, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, but it's weird because when you, I guess, found it, yeah, pretty much. You we were 16? Did. Yeah, but we didn't really know what we were doing, which was very evident if you were actually there. It sounds good on paper when you say you founded a studio at 16, yeah. but then imagine a 16 year old actually running a studio. It didn't really go great 
in the, in the, in the first few moments of that. Uh, but yeah, we did it. We tried. Whoa, it was you, Moon? And you, uh, you, you. Me. <laughs> yeah, you, Megan, you were there. Uh, myself. No, um, yeah, it was myself, Moon, and this other guy named Jordan. And um, yeah, the only reason was because we had no hip hop studio. Oh, okay. We had like uh, studios for like contemporary and like classically trained um, styles, or but there wasn't anything for hip hop. So we were like, let's just make it. Even though we were super unprepared for the Whoa. the cost and, well, how, yeah. and actual how anything works business wise, <laughs> but uh, but it managed to stay alive for quite a few years, which was nice. That's sick. Yeah, it was cool. Okay, quick question uh-huh. from me. Yes. Because what do you call your style? Because mm. it's not hip hop all the way. No, no, no. I, I mean, it's definitely inspired by, it, and I, I try to make a good point at saying that because there is so many hip hop original like OGs that mm-hmm. would like that can recognize other style influences but I don't have a name for what I do in particular which is a shame but I always figured if if it ever becomes enough of a thing someone will name it for me <gasps> so then I don't have to or maybe uh, when you die yes when I die that's <laughs> like the a- hope that's <laughs> to the, die yes the hope is to die so my style can finally be named <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm living for that, or dying for that. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, obviously, there's like I say, connections and connective yeah. choreography whenever I do something with someone else. But that makes sense. But when it's not, well, I guess even when it's you alone, you're still connecting. There's yeah, yeah, so sort much, of. Like, there's, there's a lot of it. concepts. I mean, the easiest way is to explain the basic inspiration because I think the inspiration most people are inspired. Dancers are inspired by dancers, but in my case, I don't think that was the case. It was mm. mostly like um, engineering school and things of that nature. So I was more inspired by nature and machinery and things like that. So I think Um. most of my concepts of movement are based on um, like different natural and mechanical influences rather than the human body. Right. So whatever that means. It means you're not human. Uh, Which try, is true. I'm trying really hard not to be. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look human when you dance. Oh, I thought you meant just in general. <laughs> I mean, like, if they had a video attached to this. Yeah. <laughs> just a robot sitting in the seat right now. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Good for you. Yeah. You're ma- I mean, we all know this. If you if you're not familiar with Philip's stuff, go on YouTube and binge watch everything. But I think it's safe to say that no one has done what you're doing and so you are a pioneer of whatever your style will be called. Yeah, I mean, that's that was I think I tried so hard to make sure that it was different. You even, did it. E- e- yeah, yeah. So though that that I accomplished. Now whether or not it's good is going to be the constant up and downs of of being an artist. But um, but yeah. Now I am happy that I managed to like find a niche out here. So that's so cool. Okay, this is not a podcast about mechanics. Yes. It is a podcast about advice. Yes. So people write into us with their sticky situations, and we try our best to help them in any way that we can. If mm-hmm. you have a story that goes along with it, go for it. Share it. If you have any words of advice. Go for it. Share it. All right. Let's do it. Let's get into it. That was my singing career debut. How did it go? <laughs> Hell yeah. That was amazing. Did everyone buy my albums? Mm-hmm. Well, Thank you so, so much. Okay. Here we go. I'm 23 and recently started dating my first ever boyfriend. The holiday season is coming up and I really want to invite him to my family gatherings, but I'm scared to appear selfish because his family doesn't live in the same state as us and he plans on traveling back to spend time with them. I once subtly brought it up, and he said, at least we'll have FaceTime, which honestly wasn't the answer I was hoping for. What's the right way to go about this? Should I take the initiative and invite him over from Blue Christmas? So is is the dilemma that she wants him to decide between her Christmas yeah, and his? Yeah, I think so. Oh, well. It's the first ever, though. 
first like, ever first ever like, boyfriend. Boyfriend. But okay, my course. thing is I don't ever ask a boy to come to the holidays with me until after like a couple of years. That's true. And then there's there's those lines. But even if you did want him to, I think inviting him isn't a bad thing. But I think expecting him might be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think obviously the family has a lot more made a, a larger dent in his life than she has at this point, considering <laughs> they just started dating. Sure. So they might have priority in that situation. Absolutely. I think in his decision making, and that should be okay. It has to be okay. Yeah. I think my therapist said this the other day, which was really nice. She said, you're responsible for the action, not the outcome. Mm -hmm. So you're going to ask him. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, it just shows that you're interested in having him, which I think is a nice gesture. Absolutely. What if he did want to go, but then also had to be at his own family thing? I wonder how far away they live. If they could do like Christmas morning or Christmas Eve in one place and then Christmas Day Somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, I I usually do with my girlfriend is we we just try to split it somehow. Yeah. And usually the families are cool with it. But, yeah, I feel like it's a very personalized decision-making thing. They both have to have a little bit of wiggle room for each other. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I, I, the other thing that would be weird is would she, like, it also would be weird if he's like, yeah, screw my family. I'll just <laughs> go with your family. Yeah. That would also be, like, a weird red flag that, like, right. he would choose her over his family. Like, that's also a weird thing. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation overall. (laughs) You're like, oh, he doesn't want to be with my family. Oh, wait, he doesn't want to be with his family? Right. It's too weird. I don't know. Yeah. That is is a tricky situation, but I'm sure that's an easy one for them to fix. Is it? I think. I I would just ask and then talk about it. I think the best thing is to talk about it, because if you just expect someone to do something and then they don't, then they'll never get solved that way anyways. I wonder, like... Have you ever had a, a very weird interaction with, like, family gatherings and in, in where you're like, I don't want to invite someone until they're, like, locked in and they know that they want to be with me? It also depends on how your family treats new people. Right. Because that's a whole different thing, too. Because I know that with past girlfriends, I'd be nervous to bring them home just because I could see my family being a bit much for them. Mm. Um So I think it could be that whole situation, too. Maybe she's like, oh, my parents will love them. It's awesome. And then maybe he's had some bad experience in that regard, and he's like, ah, okay, I'm just going to stay with my family. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, weird personalized territory that we don't know about with this girl in particular. Are you an only child? I have an older sister. Okay, so it's not, like, a huge family. It's the two no, of no, you. No, 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 just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. same with mine. I feel like when there's bigger families, that's so much scarier. Oh, if you're, like, the one coming in to, like, a place like the Kardashian I mean anyone going into the Kardashian family (laughs) for Christmas would be a little bit alarming but like anything with more than four or five family members siblings it's like oh now I gotta impress all these people and get them on my team yeah it's (gasps) it's gotta tear I always felt bad for past girlfriends because we have uh, for Christmas we have like 20 people there because we have extended family sure 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 and they're all like they all speak Arabic and none of the cultural norms are the same so I always felt bad because it was always going to be some sort of like Americanized girl walking in, having no idea how to interact. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is a little uncomfortable on that end too. So I think back to what you originally said, I think for this girl, like one, asking him I think is fine. But if he doesn't say yes, I think waiting a bit till they're a little bit deeper into the relationship is probably the best way to go. Right. You guys will probably get to know each other before you guys have to add the family. Yeah, which is it. a whole, whole other that's, thing. Definitely some mix-ins. Yeah. What, uh, do you have any Christmas traditions that you love? The holiday season is upon us, and <laughs> I'm so excited. Do you have like something that you do every single year without fail? 
for Christmas. Do you celebrate Christmas? Yes. I guess we, I should have asked yes. that. No, 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 no. I do. I do. We absolutely do. And I definitely go home to Houston normally for, for Christmas. Honestly, I would do like a tradition. I mean, the only thing that we do is we do a New Year's thing. And it's just like a New Year's, like it's a crazy Lebanese party. Uh-huh. That just goes nuts on New Year's, and I do it every time with my family, and that's like a normal thing that we do. Is it a cultural thing? Like every Lebanese family will do this? <laughs> not not really every Lebanese family, but in Houston, there's like a huge community of Lebanese people. Really? Yeah, and it's weird because I I don't live anywhere in the cultural realm of like Arabic culture normally. It's just for those like five days. I'm very Lebanese. <laughs> like I just I completely change. I grow a little bit more of a beard, <laughs> and like I, everything changes. Nice. Um, yeah, and then. And then I leave and I go back to normal life again. I think we've done a good job here. Yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot there. Mm. Moving on. Yeah. I met my pen pal on an online dating service many years ago, and although we never met, I thought that I had romantic interest in him. He was never ready to meet, so over time I accepted this and moved on, but we remained friends. Lately, we've been chatting more frequently, and things have been getting flirty. Problem is, I've come to realize I'm not into him romantically anymore. I really like his friendship, and I don't want that to change, but he texts me constantly, and I'm starting to feel suffocated. How do I maintain the friendship and set my boundaries without hurting his feelings? From Bumble BFF. So they've never met they've up to this point still. Still never met. They've still never met. So she's enjoying his digital relationship right now. Yeah. Because uh. he was never ready to meet initially, which means she was ready to meet. Yeah. They couldn't see eye to eye. And mm-hmm. she was like, all right, I'm not going to deal with this. And mm-hmm. then they're friends. But now he's flirting with her and she's over it. Yeah, she's over it. But she, but she does enjoy it yeah. still. That's what's... I have a friend that I used to be romantically interested in. And it's like just not there any longer. Mm-hmm. And he's so funny. And like one of the funniest guys I've ever met. But I think that he's still into it, but I'm not. Mm. And so I'm trying to also figure out this setting boundaries and like having a friendship without him thinking it's going to be something else. So truly, you're going to be answering my questions and this girl's questions. Oh, excellent. (laughs) So what what do we do? Well, first, just with with her particular situation, I think regardless if she really enjoys the interaction they have, they should at least meet. Because it's, yeah. it's, it, at least because I don't know how much you can really gauge off of your adaptability to someone if you haven't actually been like in flesh to oh, right. flesh. You know, like Real that was gross. the wrong word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrong word, wrong word. But you know what I mean? Like there's, if you're not face to face with someone. You are a robot. Yes, flesh, in flesh. <laughs> um, no, but being face to face with someone, I think you get a whole different perspective on what your actual relationship is with someone. Because having a relationship with a bunch of words that just show up on your screen mm-hmm. is like such a different thing. Because half of it is you in your own head. Like, you're yeah. creating the meaning for all the words that they're saying and the tone and everything. So you're making, like, a fantasy image of the person in your head yeah. that you best like. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I like that person. But it's because you made them. And they th- don't really exist. They're just words. Right. Um, that's all online dating, too. Yeah. So that's why I feel like, it, for, at least for online dating, and when I did it, I felt it was the most successful when you went straight to meeting the person as quickly as possible. Because then you don't put them on a pedestal early. or right. Or drop them before you really know how great they can be. And then you find out right away in person how you feel. That's so much better. I feel like a lot of people don't do that. My issue with it, like, because 
First of all, I have many issues, but my first issue is, first of all, finding the right ones. Second one, <laughs> okay, let's go down the laundry yeah. list of things. That's, that's a big one. The second yeah. one is when I finally match with somebody, then I'm just, I am waiting for the banter to happen. If the banter doesn't happen, then I don't ever meet them. Oh, yeah. But then again, one time I dated a guy off of a, a dating site and he was so good with banter, but then when we were in person, he was super boring. So it was like, oh, mm. he was perfect online. But that's not who you are yeah. in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true it too. definitely will fluctuate. So maybe she wouldn't even like him. Maybe yeah. he wouldn't even like her. Yeah. Or maybe they, they both like each other. It could be anything. But I feel like basing it off of the text that she's receiving is just... And then, honestly, if she just wants to keep a digital relationship, which is really odd to me. But let's say like you just wanted to just keep this person that's fictitious that you get, get to text often. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure she could just like... It's terrible. I mean, she could just keep it going like that, but I don't know what the end goal would be. I guess to have a friend. I suppose. But there's got to be outlets. We're more connected now than any time in history. Yeah. There has to be outlets where we can interact and connect with people outside of just, like, luring a guy (laughs) thinking that you may like him, but you don't, but you really just like his conversation. Right. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be another avenue to find, like, friendship. Yeah. I wonder if maybe... Okay, I guess the question is, because I know it's possible, the question is how to let someone know where you're at. Mm-hmm. With Okay, my thing is not being straightforward. <laughs> so uh. with that, how can she tell the dude that she just wants to have a friendship without him getting butthurt and then not wanting to even be <laughs> friends with her? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's weird because without being straightforward... You're kind of cutting yourself off from like a really quality answer. The quality answer yeah. is just being is just being as real as possible. I feel like it gets it over uh, quickly. Okay. But but I mean, even if we took that out, I mean, just understanding the fact that we all have different needs, like as human beings, and mm-hmm. in that specific case, they both want different needs fulfilled from each other. So obviously, that's not going to work. Yeah. So like, one just wants like intellectual stimulation, and the other one wants like a romantic connection, and there's no way to like. I don't know, blend the two so that mm-hmm. they satisfy each other. So the best way is just to be like, I'm looking for this thing. You're probably looking for this. And I bet you the conversation, if it doesn't come out of, um, what do you call, um, I guess spite for the other person, mm-hmm. then they will understand. I think in most cases where I had to be real with people, it's actually not that bad as long as you aren't condemning them for something they did. Yeah. Like if you don't get into like a heated argument, if you're just like, hey, I just want you to know, I really enjoy these things these like conversations that we have but it, it doesn't necessarily it's it's not going in the direction I want it or if it's just for them I don't know what your expectations are for this but I just wanted to clear it up now um, so it doesn't get weird but I really enjoy it I feel like most people that's good and if he can't understand that then that's probably a, the type of like unstable mental state you don't really want to deal with anyways right so I think if you can come at it genuine I think it's okay to just be real it's always okay to be real. It's just <laughs> harder. It's hard. But I guess if you if you come at it like that and say, this is what I enjoy about it, I don't. I want to say it out right now so that it doesn't end up getting into a yeah, nebulous yeah. territory. I think that's smart for sure. Yeah. Or Because a lot of times, like, when I have a friend of the opposite sex, for me, it's, I don't know what their intentions are quite yet because it always seems to, like, fall into a very similar category of where I'm not, like, emotionally available. Yeah. So... The other day I was talking to one of my friends and then he just kicked, because I for a while was like, I think he might like me, but I don't want to ask because I don't want to bring it up. And so we just hang out and so great to talk to him. And then he was like, I think he was trying to read the room. And then he was like, yeah, 
it, like us. Like I, we're both un- emotionally unavailable, so we just like I like connecting with you, but like I'm not trying to get anything out of it. And mm. I was like, interesting. Okay, well then I'm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the easiest. It's so fun. Do you find yourself struggling with figuring out the intentions of of men often? I Maybe, guess a lot of girls deal with that. Yeah, I think more so than I feel like men do. I think girls do a lot, but I don't think it's. I don't think I'm wondering what their intention is. I'm just like, how do you feel? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> more yeah. so than like, what do you want out well, of this? I feel this? like the easiest way to guess with that stuff, at least for men, is it just look at their life as much as you know about it and uh-huh. be like, do you think they are satisfied romantically and sexually in their own life? And if they're not they're probably going to tack that onto your friendship. Right. You know what I mean? Because if it's just a thing that they need and they know that you hypothetically could provide that sure. as a person that they enjoy being around, then they're going to tack it on. Yeah. And that's why I think why everyone's like, you can't just be a friend. You know what I mean? But you can, but that person has to be satisfied in that avenue of life already. Yeah. And then they can be really close friends. So I think if there's girls out there that are like, I don't know if he really wants more or not, just look at his life. That's so Like, does true. he have a happy relationship? Does he have, like, a, a functional life in that spectrum of things? Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, there's a good chance he's slowly pinning that onto you. That's if he's spending a lot of time with you. The ultimate stipulation to that. Yeah. The whole, like, you can't be friends with somebody else, like, guys and girls, or it doesn't even need to yeah, be, yeah. like, those sexes. But, yeah, it's if the other person is fulfilled, that makes so much sense, because then it's just... Yeah, they're not going to look towards you for that if they're already good. Yeah. You know? So I feel like you can be friends with the opposite sex, which is the end answer that I'm trying to get at. But right. you just know where the other person's at in life, and you can probably figure it out so you don't waste a lot of time guessing. Huh. How much easier <laughs> would it be if we could just ask people what's up without people getting Oh, yeah, that would be super weird. And rejected. Yeah, I don't know what I can say on here, but obviously asking someone how their sex life is is going to be really awkward as like an <laughs> intro like, conversation. But what if it wasn't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like, what if it was like, hey, how do you feel about, well, I guess people could ask how you feel about me, but yikes. No, to yeah. put someone in that That's position. A setup. Yeah. For both of you, it's a setup. Yeah. Like, oh, jeez. But imagine if like we could just turn off our rejection in offensive mindsets for a second, mm-hmm. like our guards. Put them down real quick, and let's just get some information. <laughs> the funny thing is, we could. That's like the the the, the answer that everyone knows, but everyone's yeah. like too scared to admit. But we could just drop it like right now. Like at any point, we could just yeah. be like, "Yeah, say whatever you want about me." It shouldn't. It technically really shouldn't affect you. My mouth is gaping open. I've caught seven flies in this. <laughs> yeah, it would be amazing if we could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pack is like, you can. Yeah, I'm like, it would be um, if one day, miraculously, this could happen. <laughs> well, yeah, one day. <laughs> okay, um, so did we help of this? Uh, how do they maintain the friendship and set the boundaries? Oh, that's the main point. Yeah, that's the okay. main piece of it. I guess aside from... I... Okay, the thing we like to do on the pod is should do, would do. Uh-huh. We say what you should do in this situation uh, if we weren't a part do. of it. Uh-huh. And if we were emotionally invested, what would we do? Mm-hmm. And am I the girl or the guy in this situation for this? You can be the guy. Okay, and you, you just be the girl then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be then, a girl. That's fine. <laughs> for and once. It, yeah, for once, yeah. I would, because the girl's the one that's trying to say that it's friendship. Oh, What you should do is probably just talk to them <laughs> and say... What you said, yeah, let's yeah. make this clear. I don't want it to get weird now. Here's where I'm at. Blah body da What I would do is continue to be the friend and then try and drop subtle tiny hints of maybe <laughs> like, I went on a date with this guy the other day. And then just see how it goes. Okay. And then if I was the guy in return to that situation, okay, I would, I, I should, 
uh, take the hint and probably just look elsewhere if I'm looking for a relationship. What I probably would do in a weakened state, I actually feel really good about my life right now, so that wouldn't happen. But in, in a different state of being, I would probably just continue playing the game and just to work the girl over slowly. <laughs> well, we're so, both doing the same thing on opposite sides. Yeah, yeah. So like slowly, I'll be like, okay, yeah, you don't have to need it right now. Uh, this is a long, this is a long distance race. I'm fine with it. I have seven other conversations going simultaneously. Right. So I'll cash them in slowly. They're all investments. That's, um, and as, as terrible as that is, obviously I would never do that now. I'm, I'm, I'm happily in a relationship. But I'm just saying, if I think about the like typical guy perspective. Sure. That would probably be the would go to route. It mm. also protects his ego because then he's just like, oh, that's fine. Just that's a later thing. Yeah. And which is something guys and girls both do. We protect our ego with like some other logic or other like strategy. Right. So that would probably be the would versus the should, which is just get out of there. It's not what you're looking for. Yeah. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. Because we're really scared of our reality not matching up with other people's. I feel like it's a lot of people would rather be in shit relationships or like terrible mm. things than be alone. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. But like it's better to be alone. Yeah. If but you're I in a terrible the, think, situation. Oh, that's true. I mean, but also you and me are both like high, like we take our sense of identity like as, as like a big part of our life. But some people, their whole identity is based off the person they're with. Yeah. And it's really scary for them to enter this realm of like, who am I? Mm-hmm. When they've based everything about who they were on somebody else so they're like i'd rather just stay with him than face the fact that i haven't done anything or like developed my sense of self yeah even though they obviously can and they can start at any point but mm-hmm. that is pretty terrifying if you imagine like like the the loss of a person with in that case would be the loss of yourself right i mean but that's how scary. it feels anyway like when i get when i date well, someone true. for a long time and i am their best friend and they're my like everything emotionally mm. and like just a support system and just like with friendship when i break up when we break up it feels like i'm losing two people more yeah. than one that is and that, true. then you're just very sad yeah it's true but I, th- I do think that because you have, like, a strong, like, foundation of what you're doing, that you can always drown. Like, we probably drown in work. Yeah, in that's what I do. Situ- yeah, that's what I do, 100%. too. hundred percent. Drowning in work is, like, the probably the only way I've ever learned how to get over that situation. Same. My boyfriends that have, when we're going through a breakup, they have said, like, and I know what you're going to do. You're just going to create a bunch of more stuff, and you're going to be fine about it. I know you're going to drown oh, yourself in work. And I'm like, it's, it's so funny. funny that you know exactly what I'm going to do, because it's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I mean... I don't know why it works. It works. It's distracting and it makes you very tired. And then you go to sleep and you can just actually sleep. And yeah. You're not overthinking everything. Yeah, I just get myself super, super tired and then just do that on repeat until it's not part of my psyche anymore. I know. Yeah. Now look at that. Well, one way to do it. Um, <laughs> on that note, we're going to take a quick break while Pac, can I call you Pac? Yeah, you can call me Pac. I mean, I was going to anyway. I just oh. didn't know if you wanted it. Well, let's do that now. We're already there now. That's Pac. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break while Philip Pac-Man is going to give us a little extra piece of advice you can find on MeganBatoon.com slash podcast, and we'll be right back. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. 
now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. We didn't move at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you moved a little bit. You mimed floating into the sky. Yeah, yeah. And I had a sip of water and then we're back. Here we are. <laughs> Before we help other people, what is going on in your life? That's awesome. This or that? <laughs> or what's going on in my life? That's awesome. Yeah. I thought you meant me just swallowing my water was awesome. I was like, I've never been complimented for that, but thank you. I have been working on it for a while. Uh, He's yes. drinking water and you are the element water, mm, which you've yes. identified with. So it was yeah. like seeing a cyclical rebirth, kind of. Yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's nice. what was awesome Every about day. it. This, yeah, that, that is quite beautiful, now that you say it. Um, yeah, so wait, so the question was, what's happened that's awesome in my life? Yeah, what's, oh. what are you stoked on uh, to do in the future or that you're doing right now? Um, a lot of things. I am, I'm, life in general has taken on this new coat of awesome um, <gasps> that I'm very the excited coat of awesome. to have. <laughs> and I'm just happy that... Um, I reached it because I feel like I'm about to turn 30 soon. And I feel like most of your 20s is like this angsty, like, um, like rebirth into adulthood because mm-hmm. you have to pretty much shed all the layers that were like given to you by your family and have to create like a new set of armor to figure out how you're going to enter the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a fine, no, I mean, obviously every year I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to be like, oh, well, t- this is even better. Um, but. We yeah, hope. Th- this year. <laughs> we hope it keeps going Well, on. yeah, we hope. <laughs> or it's just all downhill from here, and that's fine, too. It's still on the top of the hill now, so that's fine. Um, but, but yeah, no, I feel really good. I think um, there's a number of reasons why. I mean, one of them is definitely because finding love was a huge <laughs> thing. Which, yes, yes. Oh, Protect um, the technology. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaking but, from my face. But, yeah, no, finding... How did it's, you find the love? Um, so the the it's gonna be a l- very long story. I'm gonna make it very short. Um, I just happened to have a job in Austin, and uh, I needed a dancer for it. So it was kind of a cliche choreographer needing a dancer moment. But what wasn't cliche about it was pretty much from the moment we started interacting, which is weird because she's in the room right now. So this, like, <laughs> so, so this is the one-sided this. love story. Yes. That we will yeah, only yeah, hear one side. Let her, she, she's actually duct taped her mouth <laughs> right now. So she's not allowed to talk to uh, say her side of how it went. Um, so I may or may not have kidnapped her and taken her, taken her, taken, took, took her. To, it doesn't matter. I uh, took her to Austin and um, it was kind of like a honeymoon before a honeymoon. It was very weird. Question. Yes. Did you know her before the. I didn't. You didn't know didn't her before know her the all. job. I didn't know her at all. I had uh, people that knew her as like friends of friends. Um, but up until that point, I had never met her. So the friends of friends were like, hey, this girl would be perfect. And then you said, okay, what's her birthday and I'll fly her out? Yes, pretty much. Wow. Because I, I I mean, we had a one rehearsal, uh, we had one rehearsal before we went. And then once we went, it was a very weird experience because I think it was, 
it was everything that I thought love wasn't, if that makes sense. <gasps> so, like, everything that you strategize leading up, you know, every person you date, you're like, okay, cool. Now I, I've narrowed down the thing I don't want to include in my next relationship. All of those strategies, although they make you wiser in how you handle a relationship, mm. the actual categories that you're looking for, like, it all disappears. And I, I can't say that's for everybody. For me, it was, it was remarkable because... It had brought magic back for a very logical person like I am. Mm. Magic kind of almost disappeared from my life entirely. Like, I just didn't believe that there was something that couldn't be fully understood. And then when she came into my life, the, um, the amount of connection that we had was so instant that it really, it really had made no sense. Uh, we were saying every word that we had said to each other resonated on, on such a high level that it felt impossible to deny. Like, we couldn't even talk ourselves out of it. So within like three days My of us... My bones are cracking. No, but uh, yeah, it was just funny because the first night we were in Austin, um, we already had a little bit of a connection uh, throughout the whole travel day and we had dinner and everything and it was just nice. It was magical. The weather happened to be perfect conveniently. Um, so we went to this kind of like bar street and we're like, let's just hang out and go like place to place and just hang out mm-hmm. in the middle of Austin. And it was really fun and everything and... <laughs> we um we were doing that whole you know the whole thing where you have like your hand graze each other the entire night yeah that like and everyone does it because you just try to test reactions you're like did she hate that oh she She's moved still away getting excited yeah, yeah she moved away, <laughs> like, and you're just testing it and then <laughs> somehow towards the end of the <laughs> evening pony comes on by genuine and both of us very consensually decide to slow dance to it but not slow dance like grinding slow dance like just the like most Beauty formal the Beast? yes slow dance? the most formal like slow dance you can imagine wow. to pony and um and i think that's what that's what cinched it that's how we knew <laughs> like we were like this is absolutely correct this when i hear that first beat of pony i am up already i'm yes. i'm yes. screaming yes if i that's how i'm gonna meet my soulmate yeah. both of us are gonna go oh and look and each other gonna, dead in yeah, the eyes and then exactly. we're gonna just body roll for absolutely. three minutes straight yeah i can only imagine how many people <laughs> pony has brought together <laughs> In the world, it must be a ridiculous amount because there's absolutely no time in in your whole life, except maybe a funeral, and maybe even at a funeral that song may drop and it's you still might be like, oh. but yeah, no, those those first three little, it's, oh, yeah. it's so good, so good. Anyways, yeah, so that was like now it's been a thing now where every time that song comes on we slow dance and it's just a, a really stupid but funny thing that we have. Um, That's really cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but within three days, I. I was only a couple hours from my hometown in Houston. I told her, I was like, do you want to just come meet my parents? It was that weird. Oh, so my like, goodness. So, like, going off of that first question, this is completely goes against everything <laughs> that would socially be correct, but it just did nothing applied anymore. Like, all of, like I said, all of the logic that you would, because you create a game out of it. You're like, okay, I'm not going to call it till the third day because I don't want to look too desperate. Right, right. But, like, all of those games vanished there was nothing like none of that exists when you have like this pure commitment to each other to another human even though you don't know why so i was like just come so we took a bus and took the bus to houston and hung out with my parents for like a day and then came back and then finished the job and basically it made no sense but um we were in love and we were in love in a very real way and the only reason we didn't say it is because we thought we'd be psychotic if we said right. it. Right. So we just spent the entire plane ride home just staring at each other. Oh, um, my like, God. <clears throat> yeah. And it, this story is way longer, but it was just, it was weird. We remember. Keep telling it for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was odd because there was even like a, and this is the weirdest feeling. There was actually a sense of nausea with how You were intense, lovesick. Yeah, but it was, it was such an intense feeling. Love drunk. Yeah. All of those things. 
And actually, it makes much more sense why people feel or like... Or turbulence. Uh, yeah. Either or. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a mixture of the two, which probably why it was so intense. But, um, but yeah, we remember actually, it, it was interesting, we were talking to each other about the feeling as it was happening. Stop it. Uh, so we were like, you... Like, you feel that, right? It's Stop insane. it! It's oh, like, my God! And it was, Wait, what? This is real? Yeah, that was uh, absolutely real. And I and it's so funny, because now it seems so idealistic. Every time I explain what I feel for her now, most people think it's it's just made up, or it's, like, me, like, uh, embellishing. But it wasn't. It was really that... It was so intense that... I mean, like, there was, like, this type of shaky feeling that you have. Like, it's, like, coursing through your veins. Oh, and my God. There was literally nothing comparable. This is my favorite poem. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that was a huge, huge transition thing for me. Because once I met her, it was weird. Everything that I had been scared to do in my life suddenly became easier. Um, because I think once you know you have this foundation of, like, it, it really is It's the unconditional support Mm-hmm. Of each other, where it does, it's not based on anything that they do. It's the fact that you see their body and their like arms and their legs, and they're like they have to do stuff all day. And they're like, it's it's weird, but you you have this empathy for a human being in a way that you've never had before, and you know that person has it for you. So now all of the things I was scared of, basically, I wanted to go into directing, into writing, into all these other things. All the things that I was like, I was terrified of leaving the niche I already built for myself. Yeah. Um, I wasn't scared of anything anymore because the, 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 the base level of what I had already in my life was so great that everything was bonus after that. Sure. So, like, if everything went downhill, I had her, and it was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm good. And it's crazy how much power I had in my life and how much more I got out of my life once I felt that, like, felt powerful again. Right. Um, but, yeah, but it all, I think that was, like, the initiating point, and mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, the center. And then everything else started to build around that, and it's only been getting better and better and I feel like my um my sense of self and and happiness and everything with what I do and my purpose it feels much more direct but it mostly came from that moment that's so cool I wonder if everyone in love feels like this or if you guys are able to feel this because you operate kind of on a higher level because you're so intelligent that I wonder if and so in tune with your feelings that I wonder if you two are able to feel more than other people I mean I think the more vulnerable you become with a person, the more you're capable of elevating your relationship. Mm-hmm. I think the more you yeah. keep to yourself, the less you're obviously going to like build together. But I do think that that, that type of love is available for everyone. I think it's, and it's not, it wasn't always easy. Like, and I, I always tell people this too, is it wasn't like perfect, although it was near perfect. <laughs> like we have, we have, we have plenty of situations where things could turn like the whole, like, um, uh, turning the molehill into a mountain thing. Like, there's moments, there's, like, turning points, but we always talk about them while they're still small. Yeah. And we have, like, real conversations, which other people might think are too much. Like, we have, like, real, real serious conversations about small, small things, and then they evaporate, and we never, I have, we've never had a huge issue in our relationship. We've never had a huge argument. We don't have any of those problems, but most of it is just because we care so much that even if a small thing like seems to be affecting that person in their life, we just start talking about it right away and it handles it. So Right. I think that's available to everyone, to be honest. I, I think they can. I w- have a question about arguing in a relationship. Uh-huh. And maybe we can <laughs> hammer this out. This is written in by Megan Batoon. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's so many, I feel like so many relationships just need to have more talks. Mm-hmm. And like when my friends tell me what's going on with theirs in my own personal relationships. And I feel... And, 
we have a friend that used to, he was dating this girl and they would hold hands and they would have these like talks where they hold hands and they are, it's like almost like a meeting. I forgot what he called it. I don't remember, I, there was like a name for it. It's like some like powwow uh, thing. Intervention? No, okay, like it was like a good version of an intervention. Uh, um, I don't. It was like just like a love intermission. <laughs> intermission. It's more of an intermission. That's, okay, that's fair. Just snacks. And so they would, they would like, hold each other's hands and look at each other's eyes and like be like, "We're here for each other. Let's talk." It's very um, uncomfortable thing. They're no longer together. But I was like, "This is what uh, this is what every relationship should argue like." So I guess in your experience, the two of you, what have you found is the best way to? talk about things that are uncomfortable. Like mm. you said, like taking something that's small and talking about it with yeah. its actual respect that it deserves. But like, is there a tip that you can give any of these people listening that mm. are going through relationship problems or even not problems, but like how to communicate on a really great level with someone that you love if if the love is truly there? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few tips that are helpful. I mean, one is let the, uh, the emotion drain first, which I think a lot of people try to like, Especially there's always like a logically driven person because they're on the outside of the problem. And then there's a person who's emotionally driven because they've been affected. Yeah. Uh, and the logically driven person will often try to jump in straight away and be like, hey, you don't have to feel that way because of blank A, B, C, D. And that person's not ready to hear that, obviously. And then that person usually gets more upset because they're like, that's not changing the fact that they're still angry now. Yeah. Or upset now or sad now. So I would even say letting the person feel okay about feeling the way they feel. And waiting for that to drain before you try to analyze why it happened and then start to break that down so it doesn't happen again. So I think some people try to handle all of those things at once where I think the emotional person at that point would be like, hey, it's okay. I know you're feeling this. I, I know this is pro- – let's, like, let's talk about the emotion itself, like what triggered it. Mm. But instead of trying to solve it, like trying to do the, the problem-solving aspect, wait f- to figure out why they got angry and let them talk and let them figure that out for themselves. Because usually in my – and actually – even scientific opinion, if there's a book called uh, How Emotions Are Made, mm-hmm. it's it's self-produced. You choose more or less to be angry in a certain situation because you think it's the most um, plausible um, explanation for what you have to do next in a certain situation. So you'll, like, you'll choose to be angry because you're like, oh, I should be angry because this happens. But you learn that. It's not something that you have to do. So I think in a relationship, letting the person just figure that out for themselves mm-hmm. and just being there for them first. And then once it, the wave of of whatever, like, noradrenaline passes in their body, then be like, okay, like, how do we avoid letting that happen again and then talking through it? I think trying to do that early just makes everyone more upset. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a book that I was reading that had a really great quote in it about anger, and it said, anger conceals fear. It also conceals love. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, just, like, the, the act of being angry about something, I think... More so than feeling, you can obviously feel whatever you need to feel, but realizing, like you said, the triggers of why it happens. Because when something happens to you, psychologically, it goes into two different places, right? It goes to like the, your like fight or flight mode, mm-hmm. and it also goes into your, the conscious way of your thinking, so the logicality of all of it. Uh-huh. Is that a word? Yeah. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> I said it with gusto, so we, I better... We all, and we all get it, so that's all that matters. <laughs> and so it takes a lot longer for the same thing to develop into the logic aspect of understanding why things happen mm-hmm. and what you're going to do about it and making the actual decision that you should. And then a lot of times a fight or flight one, it it just it's easier to process and your brain messes up so much more. And I yeah. think that's a, where a lot of people, everyone, I think everyone operates there until they can distance themselves from a situation that's 
toxic or knows that mm. they're being triggered by something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, especially yeah. like anxiety ridden yeah. people. It's like when something happens to us, we are just like there's no other option besides overreacting. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but there is. It's yeah. just you have to realize that it could go both ways and you either have to like take a step back and know, okay, let's let it develop into what it should, or I can just overreact. Yeah, yeah. Usually I overreact. I feel like at the end, like for any any situation where either party overreacts, I think the the best option is just empathy. It's just understanding that in their brain as a human, as a creature, they're just trying to protect themselves as best they can. Yeah. And there's something endearing about it. If you start to look at it as something endearing instead of something like spiteful, mm-hmm. the truth is they're just trying to do the best they can with whatever amount of years they have on this earth and they're choosing to spend a good majority of those years with you. Yeah. That's already a huge commitment. I think understanding they're like, okay, like he or she is acting like this because this is all he or she knows. Mm-hmm. Let me help to like try to like show them other ways but not try to preach it to them. Like I'm just going to be like, you don't have to go through this feeling. You can, we can like develop something else. I think it's, it comes, it's all about where it comes from. I think that's usually what ends relationships by argument is if it's coming from a place of selfishness, you're like, I want you to stop doing that because I just don't want you to do it. Right. But if you're like, I want you to stop doing that because it's hurting you, mm-hmm. the person will respond way better to it. And it solves both of your problems anyways. So I think coming from a place of empathy, <laughs> yeah. you end up solving everyone. Everyone, Everyone's happy. So, Yeah. In my experience, there's always been a person in the relationship that is a little bit more on the logic side of things and one that is, just like you said, the same dichotomy. But the issue is that somebody wants time. Usually, if I'm in this situation, like I want time away from what just happened so I can think mm. about it before coming back to it. And everyone that I've ended up getting involved with is sensitive on the fact that they just want to like they can't do anything else like Uh, a lot of them are artists so it's like they can't focus on anything else until this is fixed uh, and it doesn't match up so then what yeah that is that is a really hard thing i don't even have a good answer for this because i used to be even more so i am like that now too i don't like leaving a conversation um with her ever if we're in the heat of an argument Mm -hmm. it's super uncomfortable but it's uncomfortable for both of us but we have both been like I'm going to take a run. We'll talk about this when I get back. I just yeah, need to like, see, let out some energy. And it, it, um, I think there has to be some accommodation there. There has to be, there but to there be. is not. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just so that you know, no one I've dated has given me that. Yeah, that that I, I will say it is tough. And that, that it happens all the time. I even was saying to a lot of people, sometimes the realities just don't match up. Or you grow apart from somebody else because you guys start to look at the world differently. Yeah. And I think that is a real thing. It's not like, I do think that you can like, if you really love somebody, you can adjust and change to morph into each other's life in a, a nice way and you can keep a long dis- uh, like a long lasting relationship. But I think if if it's not worth that amount of effort, mm-hmm. neither person will. And it'll just be a, a relationship that need, needs to end in that sense. Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, you have to find someone who's willing to accommodate a little bit to the way you are now. Mm-hmm. And then you just commit to helping change yourself in the situation to better it in the future like you know what i mean so like the person yeah. has to be there for you now otherwise that's not a relationship if they well, can't understand who you are right now and be like okay you need this time i'll let you go do it as uncomfortable as it is for me right. i'll let you go do it for a moment then let's come back and solve it for me if they can't do that then that's that's the foundation of a relationship you have to accommodate a little bit yeah so yeah makes sense you're okay. You're okay. You'll, to... find, Thank you'll you. find it. You'll find it. It's going to happen. Yeah, I'm like I can't wait to get into another argument in a relationship so I can be like, this is how I want to do it this time. And then I'll do exactly what you said. You can try. I think it'll help. TikTok, where are you? Um, all right. <laughs> 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 Here's question number 3. Mhm. 
Several years ago, my best friend dumped her boyfriend after only two months of dating. During their short relationship, I began a friendship with her boyfriend, and he became my closest male friend. After a year of us being friends, we became romantically interested in each other. <gasps> we immediately told my best friend, and she gave us her blessing. However, shortly after we started dating, she started flirting with him behind my back. After he and I celebrated our two-year anniversary, I found out that he was cheating on me with her. Jeez. Oh, my goodness. Oh, jeez. They ended up officially dating a week after we broke up. Oh, that I, happened? That, like, he went back to her? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> How do I get oh, over... Oh, no. How do I get over losing the two most important people in my life? Do I deserve it for dating my friend's ex in the first place? From Jilted and Joyless. Oh, my God. Yikes! That is really rough. I am so sorry. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a real... That's a real situation. That is definitely a situation. They oh. were together for two years. That is tough. Cheating and I, I definitely on don't you think. And then getting back together, that's, I would be so sad. Like you have so every rough. right to be detrimentally sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is upsetting. And it, I think the way it was, because uh, I don't know exactly how it was portrayed, but the way it was portrayed just now, um, I don't think she did anything wrong. At, like, especially if it was a short-term relationship and they just were friends for a while, and then over, was it a year? A year. Into, a year into it, it makes sense. They had developed this close friendship very slowly and right. with respect to the other friend and then got into a relationship. It seems as though, based on what we know from this this paper, that the fr- the original girlfriend may have been a little bit insecure. Yes. Um, not may, probably very well might have been, especially if she's willing to like try to like coax the guy back to her. Right. And also finding him suddenly desirable after her friend is now dating him. Yeah, I mean even though that she gave them her blessing, that's still weird. I mean, I've I haven't been on the other side of it. Like no friend of mine has dated an ex of mine. Mm. But I think I know people that have done that. Yeah. But unless you're both of you are completely not into it anymore, somebody's going to have residual feelings and be weird about it. Even if they yeah, give yeah, you their yeah, blessing, yeah. they're going to inside be weird and on the outside ostensibly they're going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it it's so tough because my situations with exes are weird, too, because I'm really close friends with all of my exes. Yeah. And I'm super supportive of them dating other people, uh, which I know isn't, like, a normal thing, and I, and I see them here and there. But yeah. I think in that particular case, it's just a, it just depends on whether the person is, is super insecure. It seems like the, the girl just didn't like the fact that, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I actually, it's it's such a it's such a tough situation because I don't know where everyone's coming from. I know. I wonder if the original. I hate saying the original girlfriend. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was texting Irene this yesterday, and I was like, "Isn't it weird when you had a boyfriend, but like you, that was your boyfriend, but yeah. now somebody else is like tweeting like, oh, my boyfriend.' And you're like, wait. I mean, yeah, it's your boyfriend, but like one time it was mine. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's weird just, that we say my, yeah. yeah. And it's weird because it's like a relationship is not supposed to be possessive, but yeah. the terms that we use, like my girlfriend, oh, yeah, my boyfriend, it's are. possessive. Yeah. And it's really weird yeah, that it's, it's like, co- it confuses us a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It is very odd. Yeah. They should change that. They should. Anyway, the original girlfriend, <laughs> Yes, I feel like probably wanted this thing that she got rid of because maybe somebody else is, yeah, finding it. Attractive, and she's like, "Wait, I That's want it mine. now." Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and not I'll... saying anything for two years. That is weird. 
But she says, do I deserve it for dating my friend's ex in the first place? Which I don't know. Because I think if you just say it like that, it sounds bad. But yeah. I think the way she described it, the amount of time she gave it, and also even getting the blessing, which is something most people don't even do anymore. But, like, the other girl saying, like, it's totally fine. I want you to be happy if you're happy with this person. Yeah. I think it can be okay if they really, like, cared about each other and everything. Which, now it's all messy because he ended up leaving her later and cheating on her, which is terrible. Yeah. But I think in most cases, it is a little bit, it can be shady to, like, swoop on a emotionally traumatized, broken up like recently broken up person. Right. Cuz we've all we all know those friends that are like committed to finding the weak girl or guy mm-hmm. that like needs comforting and then they get to be like the hero that when measured up against the terrible situation they were just in, yeah. they look amazing and they hold on to the relationship until that no longer feels that way and then it ends. Yeah. So like if you look at it that way, that person is usually in the wrong, but with hers it doesn't feel like that. Like it seems like she really liked this guy. Yeah. Okay, well, first of all, we're sorry that this yeah, is happening. Yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible. She's asking how to get over losing the two most important people, though. Uh, like, how do you get over something like that? I guess this is a good time to do a should do, would do, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone, I mean, like, uh, we kind of mentioned this before. We would just bury ourselves in work. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> yeah. But, like... Is it, I hope that there's other people that you can rely on that aren't the two of them that yeah. can help you and not it, be alone. If there isn't, you should definitely build friendships that are strong. Because obviously the fact that they are willing to sacrifice the friendship that they had for whatever they were doing, mm-hmm. it's, not a, it's not a good core group anyways. So they might have just done her a favor by helping derail her towards another core group that's much more committed to her goals and her happiness. Yeah. So I... In a way, she could especially just reframe the whole thing and be like, oh, well, thank God I don't have to continue, like, building this, like, relationship with people that don't really consider my welfare important. Yeah. You know? So it could be a good thing in that sense. But, yeah, what would your would do? I guess we would do. Yeah, I guess I would. I would. We would just drown. We would just (laughs) drown. Uh, In work, I mean. Yeah. Oh, just in general. Drowning in work, for sure. And then should do, I guess, yeah, find a, a... tight-knit community that is there for you and only you like you're only there for each other and there's hopefully not gonna happen again oh yeah that is rough trying to think i don't think i had a situation like that one's pretty bleak that one's rough yeah i don't know if we helped (laughs) yeah i mean the, the the best i can say is there is good news in the fact that she can like build something else and then the other thing is I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't think the two most important people in your life, at least one of those most important people in your life should be yourself. So you should always have yourself to turn to. And um, if you don't have yourself to turn to, start delving into who you are and and how you can make yourself happy because that should be always the the number one goal in those situations is like, I got me. Yeah. And um, I think if you start building that muscle up, it's worth this, all this heartache will be worth it because you can use it towards building your, yourself. Yeah, I don't think that they should be the two most important people in your life. I think the two most important people are who you are and who you want to be. Yeah. That was kind of of beautiful. Kind of. Kind of. Only kind of. Print that and put it on your wall. Oh, you can. Does the calligraphy piece? Yeah, yeah, you can do the next one. 
One. It's kind of perfect. That actually is actually really appropriate. I like that you put "kind of" in front of really nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I do that even on even on like like the, my crowning achievement in life will only be kind of good. That's so funny. I had a, I was dating a guy once, and I I used to say like that's pretty cool. Like when every, when something is overly cool, but I yeah. put pretty in front of it. Yeah. And he was like, you always minimize things with putting pretty in front of it. I'm like. It's because I hate. It's pretty true. I'm scared of like hitting the the peak of my impression. <laughs> like, I, 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 yeah, I don't want to use a superlative for something that's not going to be appropriate. Because who knows? Like maybe in a year that <laughs> will just be kind of cool. And I don't want to. I don't want to have already used that was mind-boggling, incredible, and like use insane words that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like the, that Louis C.K. piece where he talks about like people saying things are hilarious. And I don't know if I've heard that one. <laughs> yeah, he, he basically just he just talks about how people overuse the word hilarious all the time. Mm. Where hilarious actually means like right. it's so funny that you're almost losing your mind. Right, right, like, right. And, well, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, but then like if you use it for that, then you have no words for anything sure. greater than that. Anyways, but I liked it a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much. I loved it. It was fantastic. It was one of the most beautiful sets of words that I've ever seen put into. A certain order. Wow. Yeah. And he reads a lot. I, so I read. I'm going to print that and put it on my wall. Last cue. My ex recently told me that although he has strong feelings for me, he isn't ready to be in a serious relationship. So we broke up. I thought I could be his friend, but whenever we hang out, we have so much natural chemistry that I feel like we're still together. I'm in a constant state of missing him and also somewhat holding on to the fact that maybe we'll get back together because he said he still had feelings for me. How do I move on from him while having this knowledge that he still cares about me? <gasps> mm. I've been in this situation, I think, almost too much. <laughs> I think this is every relationship of mine. Is this another question you wrote in? Yes, I only write the questions. <laughs> they broke up so they because broke up. she. Oh, oh, sorry, because he isn't ready. Oh, yeah, things he, have changed. I did not write this one. Yeah, usually that's, that's I'm. Why, that's why I was confused. I was like, is it really? <laughs> yeah, he's he's not ready. For yeah, okay, yeah. so things are different on uh -huh, over yeah. here, but I can still commiserate with this guy. Mm -hmm. that he, they're not ready to be in a relationship. That sucks when one person isn't and one person is, but that is kind of how it always is, in it, my experience. I think a majority of situations. Um, so, yeah, so he's not ready for a relationship. She feels a really, really strong connection still. Yeah, and um, she feels like they're still together and always missing him. Because mm. if someone's not ready, there's no way that you can... I hope every boyfriend of mine is listening. If somebody is not ready, <laughs> there's no way that you can convince them that they are. In my yeah. experience, yeah. also something that has messed me up for years is when boyfriends, when I'm breaking up or when a boyfriend and I are breaking up and they say this. When someone says this to me, I lose my mind. They go, you're never going to find someone that treats you the way that I do. And I'm oh, like... Badly? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's so funny. That is the worst thing to say to somebody. And you know what? It sticks in their minds because then they're like, maybe they were right. That is... Wait, so every guy has told you that? Two guys have said that no. to me. Unless it was just one guy that said it twice. <laughs> that's insane. But it's it's completely ego-driven statement. 100%. You should know right away that that's a problem. It's it's so much insecurity and ego at the same time. It's I don't know how it comes out of their mouths. It's funny because it's, it's so crazy. Because even with this new relationship that I'm in now, it's 100% uh, different. Both of us constantly feel inadequate to serve each other the way we think the other person deserves. Right. Like, I don't think either of us could ever muster those words. Right. Even though we work really hard for each other, we're always like, fuck, it's just not enough. It's completely different. Like, any statement that's like, you're never going to find anyone as good as me, 
I would be out. I'd be like, thank God. <laughs> I'm out. I don't ever want to find someone like you. I'm good. Right. Um, no offense. I, I don't know who. I'm, I'm completely railing on somebody right now. I don't even know. But um, They're but, fine. But, but also, on, in their defense, they were insecure in the moment because they were hurt by the situation. So they were trying to protect themselves. Yeah. So that was like a protective thing. But it really didn't serve the relationship at all. No, but it also is in my mind forever. That was like years yeah, ago. Yeah, which is super detrimental to you. And it's still like, oh, was he right? Was he right? Oh, I haven't found anyone yet. Is he right? <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. It, I think that's that's the stab they want to leave because, mm-hmm. like most exes, it's interesting. Or do they still communicate? This girl. It sounds like they. They're still friends. Yeah, they say that when they're together, they have natural chemistry. When they hang out, that they feel like they're still together. She wants to move on, but knows in the back of my mind that he has feelings for her. Oh, that so he she's, has feelings. Yeah, she's like holding on to the fact a little bit that maybe they'll get back together, which is uh, honestly the worst place that you can put yourself yes. in. Yeah. It's like, it's it's love limbo. You're not making a decision either way, and you're just right. like, here we are. Kind of yeah. like waiting for a, a judgment day yeah, of yeah. love. Just scared of choice at that point. Like, you're scared to like go yeah. down a road, so then you lo- lower your other options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is scary, but I mean, there's there's no way around it. The longer you wait to make that choice, that's why I always liked when I broke up with someone when we stopped talking completely. Yeah. Uh, for a period of time and then became friends, which actually happened with all of, like I'm really close with all my exes, but that's there was cool. always like a. Six What's that point. like? <laughs> it's great. It's great because they, they, they like. Loves it. It's like because they they respect the the point in their life that they had with you, but then they can still be friends. But yeah. Like, but we definitely waited like six months to a year before we became friends again. Where I think if she jumped right into trying to be friends again, there's too many associations to the relationship yeah. that are like interfering with her brain process. And even like it's crazy, but she's being satiated as if he's the boyfriend. If they still have chemistry and they're still doing that, like whatever they're doing together. Yeah. So the brain is like, hey man, you're getting a lot of the boyfriend stuff out of the way just yeah. by hanging out with them. So there's no need to really go elsewhere. But if you cut it off, it forces you to be like, okay, I need to find a different route. So I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she asks how to move on him from him while having the knowledge that he still cares about me. You can still care about someone without oh, being absolutely. with them. So I guess our tip, our closing tip to move on from someone while knowing this. I mean, everyone will care about everyone if you were shared a meaningful relationship. Uh, but quick tip on how to move on from someone that you care about. Okay. So final tip I think would be. Just to cut off communication completely. Mm-hmm. I think it would be that. And then I would say, in my opinion, this is, seems really superficial, but um, do a huge lifestyle change. Nothing that's detrimental. Like, don't go get a tattoo or, like, something like that. Okay. But, like, Some people have tattoos. <laughs> but I'm saying, if you want, you can use a tattoo. It's fine. <laughs> but, like, basically do a, a radical lifestyle change that helps build new associations with your new life. Like, I don't mean, like, midlife crisis style. Like, go buy a Corvette. But, um, and then you're going to be like, Some people have Corvettes. You can, you can get a Corvette. It's fine. Um but I think those things help because I think that's why people do it naturally. You know, people get the haircut. Yeah. You, you start, like, changing your diet up and everything. It's so that mm-hmm. you you build, like, new associations with a new life. So you stop relating everything back to your ex. It's too easy, if you, especially if you guys live together. Yeah. It's like the couch reminds you of him, the, the <laughs> lamp. Ah, oh, he used to love turning that lamp on, you know, like stuff like that. And it's, <laughs> he used to love a- being able to see. See, ah. That, and you can't really get away from that, which is rough. But, yeah, that would be my main thing is, like, just create new surroundings whether it be people or the place or uh, lifestyle. And I think, you know, that will help a lot. Yeah, I agree. I can't add too much to my tip, but I guess I'll just say 
try and diversify your friend group slash what you used to do. I mean, it's essentially the same thing in, in different words. But yeah, a lifestyle change in general. I mean, that's what's happening. Your lifestyle is changing. So just lean into it. Yeah. It can be really fun. Actually, I consider breakups to be kind of um, powerful in a weird way because you have so much emotion. 100%. So like if you put them into like yourself or to anything, you suddenly feel like a superhero <laughs> in whatever you're doing because you're just driving all of that emotion towards something. Yeah. So I've found them all to be very beneficial in the long run. I mean, they felt terrible. Well, for but sure. Like, but yeah, exactly. It's like the movie Limitless. When oh, yeah, you're yeah. not drowned by a bad relationship, you are limitless. Yeah. And just go. Yeah. Be free. Everyone break up. No, I'm kidding. Oh, shoot. Maybe. I think we have done a great job. You have certainly done a great job. Thank you Try. so much. Thank you for having me. For giving all of your advice. Is that all of the advice you have? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Do you yeah, have yeah. anything else you can leave no, behind I'm, with us? I'm empty. I'm, I'm all empty. That's all I had. I am empty. Yeah. Where can we find you on the internet? Ah, uh, on the internet. Um, I guess Instagram or YouTube is fine. YouTube.com. It's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah, come through, visit, watch things. Um, YouTube.com slash Pac-Man. And then Instagram handles Philip Shabib. So, That's right. Yeah, come through. How visit. many? So, okay. Yes. Before we leave, okay. you've been doing the connective series, the creativity snippet series for how long? Um, yeah. four weeks. <gasps> and you're just gonna keep going until you're sick of it. Until I'm dead, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, no. No. Yeah. I'm just gonna keep going. I because I felt. Um. I don't know. It's it's fun and it's 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 easy. I guess not easy, but <laughs> it uh it fulfills a purpose for me that I feel really strongly about and. I'm excited to see where it goes next. And if I can start to introduce people who have never danced before in their Whoa, life. Whoa, like people off the street? Yeah, everything. I want to try to, depending on how much attention it's going to get, I think I can start to like introduce just people who have never danced before and have them enjoy the communication of like trying to organize their bodies in this twister-like yeah. uh, process. I mean, you saw it. it. It takes a while. It's a little uncomfortable, but... I've never done any... Well, my back was pulled for three days afterwards. <laughs> it, it's so funny because you're the only person... Every person I've worked with so far has been like, what the hell did you do? And the funny thing is all you're doing is just sitting. Yeah. Like, just slightly moving around, but you're holding it yeah. in, like, the worst positions. But... I know one time there was a part of ours where if my foot wasn't on your knee, I would have to bend down and my ribs oh, your would ribs like, were like pinch. cracking or something. And so and like, we were, my ribs. And then I had the pressure of having to like, your ribs were literally in my hands as I put the foot on the knee. And I was like, this is so much pressure. <laughs> well, I mean, you, uh, hopefully you're okay. I'm fine. Okay. Good. It was, that was really cool though. I've never done anything like that. It's fun. And the cool thing is you never know what's going to happen um, because I don't come prepared with anything. You should... Not saying what you should do. No. But what I would do. No, just, get, uh, just a tip from Megan Mattoon. <laughs> is, I mean, we recorded a little bit of the process just to, just to see what was oh, yes. cool. Yes. But if you have like a ca like two cameras, like a wide angle, and then like maybe just someone mm -hmm. like getting some closer shots, just to see the process of it is insanely cool. Because people just see the end and obviously it's sick. Yeah, but it'd be cool to see the stumbling around that everyone has to do and like kicking each other in the face and all that stuff. Right. Oh, you should yeah. do a super cut. Do you record every time? Like put your I phone I record. Down? Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to put them all together. Eventually it would be great to do what you're saying, which is just like create like a little mini series. Yeah. 
it would be fun. I, I think it's it's my goal. I think as as this starts to take off a little bit more, maybe I'll start to introduce more and more production quality into it. I know. It. That's my issue. I always, like, reach super high, and then, like, my manager's like, lo-fi, lo-fi, stop trying so hard to make it a feature film. Yeah, and it's tough because as artists, you want to make the best possible content. Right. Um, unfortunately, sometimes the world's asking for not that. Morsels. <laughs> yes. Morsels. Morsels, morsels from appetizers. you mortals. Yes. We just want some mortal morsels. <laughs> <laughs> mortal morsels. I'm leaving. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you have a sticky situation or a burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign up Sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Also, leave your age. That really helps us a lot. Also, also rate us five stars because I can't still understand exactly what let's grab a drink means when people ask me, to go on a date that I don't know as a date, and what will help me understand that through my thick, thick skull, five stars on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.